without further ado, we're just going to jump right into it. A little introduction about me for those of you, I'm sure you know me, and you hear my spiel every week. I'm a cost seg guy, I do cost regulation, help people lower their income tax by day and by night. I uh, do this little meetup once a week. So we meet every single Wednesday. Um, next week, we're actually going to be talking about short-term rentals. It was, it was a mix-up in the schedule. I thought it was this week. That's why I announced it last week, but it's actually next week. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to short-term rentals. And well, we've got a few more great, uh, couple more panels coming up in the future and some great, um, you know, in the future events. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. And uh, if you guys haven't checked out the Weiss Advice podcast, this is the only time I really plug it. Go and check it out. Uh, I'll put a little, maybe I'll put for once, I'll put it in the, in the thing over here, in the chat. And and then what we're gonna do is after the presentation, we're going to do the breakout rooms. So we're gonna do that, that's gonna be a lot of fun. So make sure to stick around. And a little introduction about Jason. I'm sure you say a little bit about yourself, but Jason Yerusi is a real estate multifamily syndicator. He and his wife Peely are the host of the Jason and Peely Project. And so they're building, you know, a foundation. I actually have this episode. He's a guest on Voice Advice. He's going to be airing in the next couple of weeks. Amazing stuff about just mental mindset. And we're going to talk about a lot of good stuff today. They have over, uh, you know, over 800 units and closing on another couple hundred this week, right? Um, yes, sir. I'm very exciting about that. And so without further ado, let's uh, let's hear from the man himself. Awesome. Well, thank you, Yona. Hello, everyone. And yeah, that's right. We uh, had one closed yesterday and another one uh, closed tomorrow and uh, just reached out for Mr. Yona there and uh, get him and his team and their services on board to get this moving. So... Can I share my screen here? Yes, I, I, I made you the code. Yeah. Awesome. All right. And if you're so, uh, if you're not Jason, uh, please mute yourself. Make it easier for all of us. Yeah. So tonight we're gonna jump in here, and a lot. Um, I'm assuming the majority of the group is is real estate targeted, right? So. I, I'm going to talk to really just setting goals and really just building the mindset so you can conquer the goals that you know that you can. And to say that we have, you know, our general partners over across about 800 units right now. And if you go back um, even 10 years or so ago, my, my wife and I actually met um, running a pretty fast-paced bar in New York City to say that we changed our goals, changed our mindset, changed our focus and did this in a way that that we we you know we all have hiccups and we all have learning process uh, along the way but we did the steps that that got aligned with where we wanted to go and it's important for that where everything's so fast-paced right now there's so many things that move around us in such a nature that we almost have no time to reflect so setting goals and having a foundation is really going to be the focus of tonight and we're going to dive in. It's not going to be a massively long presentation, but what it is going to do is just give you some thought points about where you are and where you can potentially be. So we're going to talk about crushing your goals and reaching your untapped potential. Um, if you want, we do a weekly newsletter. We have about 10,000 strong over at Fit Rich Life. Um, we talk about a lot with fulfillment, a lot with our Jason and Peely Project show. 
um, little be a little about me. I have a beautiful wife named Peely, um, three amazing kids, two of which I think are yelling in the other room if you hear them, and two bulldogs, which are luckily asleep. I did meet my wife in a bar called The Frying Pan. We lived in New York City for a long time. And then uh, she moved uh, out to California, back to where she uh, grew up in Hawaii, and then uh, back out to uh, somehow live with me in this crazy world of New Jersey. Um, I repeat uh, what I eat and wear most most days. And I, I do that for repetitive nature to, to really just concentrate on my goals. Um, where, as we said, 800 uh, units uh, across as general partners in Kentucky, Georgia, now Pennsylvania and Texas. Um, I run a ton and this is one of the big drivers that's been very important for me uh, building up mental fortitude. Um, I run ultra marathons, I run another 100 miler um, in another 10 days or something. Uh, I ran a midnight marathon the other night, 500 miles in June. Um, I'm very active and I've made this to a point to, to know that the mind is the first hurdle and that's in a lot of things but it's ourselves who are generally stopping us from reaching all of our potential we do host a podcast called the jason and Peely project it's a podcast really about helping others find fulfillment uh through inter interviewing other people to get tactical advice um, for a fulfilling life it's about mental fortitude growing health and improving uh your wealth so let's dive in here um why are you here tonight and probably one of those parts that you're here tonight is because you know you have more to offer and you may potentially be at a point in your life where you're saying, how did I get here? Not necessarily in a horrible way, but, but you know, I, I look back and, you know, my, um, my daughter turns four tomorrow. I just had one turn six and another one turned two. And I say, wow, how did we get here? And there's a lot of growth. But we still know we have a journey ahead of us. And so looking back, it's now capitalizing on where we are, no matter of where we where we have been. So a big question tonight is, what is it that, that you have on your plate that you want to conquer? And what is holding you back? And the true question about this is, how are you going to define fulfillment? And what is it that's going to drive you to this point? There's many times in our life where we define fulfillment based on what we see from an Instagram post or what someone else posts. It, it sounds good and it sounds surface level and it sounds nice, right? And we assume that's what we want because we, we move so quick these days that we don't give it the time to truly reflect on, on what that actually means from us. Um, we want to be rich or we want to live in the big house. Or we want that nice car. Or we want to go to these fancy restaurants because, because it sounds good. But the true nature is when we ask ourselves why, and when we don't get it, it's because there's nothing really that anchors us in that. So if the drive that, that you want the great body is because you want a, a long life ahead to be with your kids, or you want the riches because you, you grew up and your, your family is struggling and, and you, you wanna be able to give them the opportunity to, to rest for, for their later years so you can move and give them the, the, everything that they tried to give you when they grew up. If that's what drives you, that's where you can build your income. But many goals really fail because they they sound good or they look good. And we, we don't we don't actually ask why. Why do we want that? And why do we need that? And when we set the outside of just giving instead of just taking, we, we start to grow more than we, we've ever thought we actually could. So defining your fulfillment, what is it in your life? And what is that tactical step that, that you need to take to know exactly what you want in your life and what's the drive behind that what is it 
you 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 want to be in that great car but what is that drive the, the fuel that's pushing that car forward and then establishing the the bag it's the the big hairy audacious goal what is that goal that that you almost are, are scared to say you're scared to say because because it, it scares you or it, it sets you on the sideline because you don't you haven't seen it there and we keep so much and so many of us in in the place of where we are is that it's more comfortable going back to something that's familiar and generally what's familiar is where we don't want to be and because we can't set our mind and set our sights on exactly where we want to be because we haven't touched it yet and we haven't faced it it seems so surreal to us and so uh, unattainable that we we mentally can't get over the hurdle to even try to get there. So we immediately retreat back to the comfortable. And that comfortable may be just something that we're so unhappy with. And that could be um, our financial settings, our relationships, our, our body, you know, um, it, it, our jobs. Because the prospect of leaving what's comfortable, even if it's painful, is so scary because we can't truly think about what could be the other side of this and we're, we're set aside in this in this part of society where we go back to this these times when we're we're basically living off human instincts right does this help me eat sleep or survive right is there a saber-toothed tiger t- chasing you right now because that, that's how you basically treat all of your decisions that's just how we've been built and how we're constructed and generally everything is not a fight or flight nature anymore but we have to we have that reagent uh, that that thought still in us. So that's what we rely on. So as you talk and as you think about your goals and your big, hairy, audacious goal, if it scares you, good, because it means that it's something that has meaning to you. And then you can actually put your hands down on the ground and say, do I want to dig in and go after that? And we do this by, by we, we set our day right. Uh, my, my wife, um, you know, she grew up in Hawaii. She is Hawaiian. And uh, we, she, we create this acronym that, that's Aloha. And it's awakening, love, opportunity, help, and aspire. And a lot with setting our goals is that we have to set ourselves up to win every day. And imagine how your day starts and think about how you, how you take on your day. And for many of us, the day is that we get up and we're right into the chaos. We're right into the mix where we're, you know, the alarm goes off. We maybe slept in, we're late. We have to uh, be quick. We have to get into a meeting. We have to jump on a call. You know, the kids have to get out to their activities. Um, you fill in the blanks. It's like if you were to take a, a train to work and instead of um, catching the train, the train stop, you're trying to catch it right in the middle of the stops, right? Well, that's how we treat our days a lot. A lot. And so we can't be prepared to take on our day because we're, we're not ready. So we, we've implemented this in our life. It's, it's Aloha. It's basically, we, we awaken, right? We, we get ourselves early. We give ourselves the, the mindset, the time to commit to ourselves, to have the free space to allow ourselves to be ready. Love. We, we give gratitude and grace for everything that we have. And it may not be what we want, but we have to be grateful for what we have. I mean, it's things as simple as clean drinking water, healthy kids, um, healthy family, our own health. Um, the job that we do have, and then opportunity, visualizing all that opportunity that exists in us. I and mean, we, we live in what is statistically the greatest time ever. Yet so many people are depressed and saddened because we, we see so much in the news that sets us up that it is a bad time. And we can't actually think about just how great and how many opportunities are ahead of us. 
And then we get active, we active with our health. And that could be anything from walking the dog to, like I said, running or, or resistance training, any of those things. And then aspirations. We, we think and we dream and we look at our goals and we look at what it is that big, hairy, audacious goal because that's the target for today. So what can you do in your morning to set yourself with the win? Your goal is to start setting yourself on a track of winning philosophies where we choose to always go after that big win. And that's what it is, right? The quick overnight success. I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to make a million dollars. I want to, you know, have the love of my life. But we don't think of what is those steps that we can build in our day to win? What are those things I can do to, you know, I, I pick up the phone 10 times a day because that's what needs to be done. I make my bed in the morning. Um, you know, I pick up trash that's not mine on the street. What are those things that I can set up winning attitudes? Because that prepares me where luck comes is not that it's the people that are lucky or the ones who make it. It's the people that are prepared. And that's basically the bottom line. It's when you're prepared, you will be the one who's going to succeed because luck falls upon all of us, but most of us aren't ready for it. So when it comes on us and our opportunity is there, we haven't put in the time and we don't just step up when that opportunity comes. We have to be building ourselves into it. And how are you going to do that? Right? It sounds simple, but you're going to take uh, simple and smart action. We never need to overcomplicate the narrative. When it, we first started buying large multifamily, um, we were buying two and three unit properties. And it was a process we were doing out of state. Um, we were growing, it was fun, but I knew we couldn't scale that. Just the volume of getting all these properties just wasn't scalable. So I said, well, what if we could do a uh, hundred unit property? And as scary as that could have sounded on the outside and, and Peely, my wife, you know, she, she had her reservations because it was such a far departure from where we were. But we broke it down to chunks. Who else was doing it successfully? Why would this make sense? Where do the economies of scale come in? How can we treat this like a business? And we made it be simple. So it was approachable. When we set these big goals, we make them so foreign to ourselves that we can't take the leap because we can't actually taste what it may, may really be in front of us. So we wanted to really set simple and smart actions. And the steps that we can do to do that is have that clear and concrete goal. For a lot of you who are in real estate, the thing, if you are not doing as many deals as you want, if you are not getting the results you want, ask yourself that if someone walked up to you and say, what do you do in real estate? Can you tell them in two sentences? Can you tell them in what sen one sentence? You know what Yona does, he's clear. But can you tell that person exactly what you do? Because most people can't. Most people are, um, I buy good properties. Okay, what, what does that even mean? And what you're doing there is you're limiting the people around you from helping you. But if a broker came up and I was to say, um, I buy 75 to 150 unit BCS of built between 1980 and 2005 in the South and South Central, um, some markets in Louisville valued between five and $10 million. Concrete, it's right there. He knows what I need. She knows what I need. They, they can help me. They find that deal. My friends, if I tell them that, they can help me. Yona has a call second. If he knows someone that's going to sell, if it fits my point, he can help me. People can help me because I've set the concrete goal. Now my mind knows this. My mind starts looking for it. It's a reticular activator. It's like, I want to buy um, a Jeep Wrangler. Well, the next thing you know, you start seeing it everywhere because it's now something that's in your mind. You've set it in your mind. You've set it concrete in your mind. Define what stands in your way. 
That's the next step. What does stand in your way? Is it your lack of knowledge, your lack of money, your lack of credit, um, your your lack of gusto, your, your, your lack of being ready? What is it that stands in your way from getting from which that concrete goal, that big, hairy, audacious goal to where you want to be? And design a plan to get you there. Go back to the simple steps. What is it? I, I, of course, I'll need investors. I'll need a team. That team will have to be an internal team and uh, an external team. I'll need my property managers, my brokers, my insurance people, my cost segment people. Um, I'll need my limited partners. I may need other partners on the general partnership. I'll, I'll need to understand how to underwrite, um, how to do inspections or have contractors on my team. So I'm gonna design a plan to get there and then know what my weaknesses and my strengths are along in that plan. And then pivot. Pivot and act accordingly. We have these great ideas and we have these big goals, but as we step out into these goals, that's when you have to take that first step is that you may have that goal to get to the top of the mountain. And ultimately, when you start on the journey, you may find that there's a big ditch that you have to go around to get there. My first ultra marathon, it was a 12,000, um, it was 12,000 feet of elevation running, I don't know, 60 miles. And my goal was every uphill I would run because I'm strong in the uphills and I just wanted to keep my feet dry. And if I could do those two things, I would be successful in this race. Well, it so happened that by the third mile, um, it was up in uh, Ithaca, New York, and it was so steep that you couldn't run it. So there, there that goes. And then at the fourth mile, um, I found out that I had to cross um, a river, the first of four rivers. So within the first four miles of 60 miles, my entire plan came out of it came out of play, and I could have crawled up in a ball and said, "Okay, game over," or had to pivot, had to just pivot and pivot accordingly, and just do this to the point that that's going to happen. Anyway. But it's the the option for you to keep going that will get you to that goal. We can all get to our goals. And they may change and morph as we get there, but if we keep moving forward because we have a concrete goal, because we have a plan, because we know that there's going to be things standing on our way and we've accounted for them, and then we're willing to pivot when we get there, you will reach that goal and get there. And lastly, just do not stop. That's it. When I run these long races, it is half of it is my body and the other half is my mind. That's it. That, that's two things. And my mind is going to tell my body it can stop a hundred times. When my body will just keep going, but my mind is gonna try and stop. That is everything that you do with your goals. Your mind is gonna sit there and try and protect you because there's a, a saber-toothed tiger that might be around that corner trying to keep you at bay, right? So you have to allow it for your mind to say, okay, well, what happens if I just take one more step? What happens if I just run to that next tree? What happens if I just run those uh, 100 more steps? What happens if I just put that phone and make that one more call? What happens if I just talk to that one more investor? What happens if I just meet one more broker? What happens? And just have one more time, one more time, and just keep getting up, learning from your mistakes, keeping moving forward, and that will drive you to your goal. So it sounds simple, right? It does. And with anything, right, we love to complicate things. So how are we gonna do this? Well, we're gonna change our focus. Right now in your day, if your focus is not on the positives that have come out of the day and it's on the negatives, then you have to look back and you have to look at really on your inside and start just simply changing those things. It could be as easy as looking at your social media 
and looking if you're just getting a number of negative uh, news headings or you're having a lot of people um, talking poorly or you're surrounding yourself with people who, who um, are constantly pointing out the bad. And just changing those little things, right? Because there's only so much space we have in our minds. It's We have tens of thousands of thoughts every day. And of those, it's something like 80 to 90% of those thoughts repeat from the prior day. So as you think, if you're doing negative thoughts or positive thoughts, 80 to 90% of your day is repeating those thoughts. So it's you retraining your mind to know that you have to look for the positives in the day because they're there. They're waiting to be seen. Even today, even with COVID, even in any kind of part of nature, they're ready and waiting for you to be there. And you have the choice. You have the choice to control your mind, control your thoughts, control your feelings, control what you do and what you say. That you do. And we are lucky to be where we are to have it. So for that, you can choose that. You can choose the positive side or the negative side. The next is break your pattern. We do get so lucky to, to live in in this world, but we, we take it for granted, right? We take it now where, you know, before when we were scarce of resources, you had to go out there and hunt to make a living. And now you can, with probably by the time we've done this call, I could tap something on my phone and have a meal in my day. And so if you look at that, you look at how easy things are. That you have to break up the pattern. It could be something like sleeping on the floor for three nights, just because you chose to, and just so you can appreciate having uh, the bed the next day. Um, changing a pattern, waking up at 2 a.m. for three straight days just to do it. Saying yes when your ultimate reaction is just to say no. Doing something that, that scares you to death um, doesn't put you at risk, but just scares you to death because it's foreign to what you're doing. Uh, learning a, a foreign language. Things like this that can break your pattern and allow your mind to know that the possibilities are there that can allow you to start getting more comfortable with taking the calculated risk to really get you closer to your goals. And then building the solid base. No more New Year's resolutions. The New Year's resolution, it's 88% of the time doesn't stick. Well, why is that? We take what is the normal and we, we just give it such an extreme transition. And maybe we lose 30 pounds in a month. What happens? 97% of those people gain the weight back. Well, why is that? Because it's so foreign to where you were, right? We get up and we make 100 calls today, but it's so foreign to where we were that we can't keep it up. It's because we haven't built the base. Doing the simple, smart action plan, growing and changing the patterns, giving yourself the base, building your base, allowing yourself to have these small goals so you're ready to conquer it, creating these small wins, build that base so when it is time for you to act, you have the foundation to get there. So no more New Year's resolutions. Every day is a resolution. Every day is a resolution to do just a little bit more. And surround yourself with positivity. You're here with Yona, you're here with a great group tonight. You're here with a lot of people that want to do better, right? Build upon that. Ask how you can help people and be helpful to other people. Everything there, give and you will get, but surround yourself with positivity and the people around you are not positive, okay, take take that for what it is. Maybe that's your core for now, but you need to start finding people who want to say, yes, that is a great idea. Yes, you can do this. Yes, you will do this. Why not you? Surround yourself with positivity, and it could be surrounding yourself with, with podcasts or, or um, affirmations or um, better programming or better books. It doesn't have to be people if you don't have that right in front of you. It's everywhere that's at your reach. And make your excuses pay. 
there's a little trick that you can actually, if there's something that you use as an excuse all the time, well, label that excuse. Give it a name, you know, call it, call it Betty or Ron. So every time it comes up, you can say, hey, Ron, not today, or, or Betty, this isn't the right time for you. And give it a name so it can, can become concrete to you. So you can't use it as this easy out in you. The excuses are, are the old you. Today is the you that you want to be because you're choosing to be that person. No longer will you accept who you don't want to be just because it, it, it feels more comfortable. Today's your choice to, to choose a, a better you because you want you. Not because there's anything wrong with who you are, but because you know you have more. You know there's untapped potential waiting to come out. And it just hasn't yet because you haven't felt the urge or felt the need, but putting concrete goals, defining why and building that drive, creating these small wins, building habits, breaking your patterns, creating, creating simple and smart action plans, building upon your goals, learning what's standing in your way and then designing the plan to get there. That's going to lead you to celebrate who you are and who you can exist to be. So don't let things stop you just because they seem hard. If they are hard, you know you're growing. And each time you do that, it will become less hard because it will become easier for you to do and you will grow and then something else will be hard. But there is the journey that's in front of you. And it's not the goal that we're all after, right? It's that journey that we want to celebrate because the life is, is about really finding the fulfilling journey. Because every time we reach a goal, there's always the next goal and always the goal after that. So understanding what you want, why you want it, what drives you, what constantly puts you on the path back to greatness, that's what's going to build you, build the character, and build the person you want to be. So again, understand that the journey is not the mountaintop, it's each step that you're taking along the route. All right, so you want more, you want to talk about it, you want to hear uh, a lot of our healthy tips, uh, more about our podcast, you can text us 908-224-6876 and uh, text us Fit Rich Life and you can get um, some more greatness from Peely or myself. All right, thank you, Yona. That was awesome. That was uh, jam-packed. And uh, <laughs> very ins inspirational there. Anyone have any questions while we uh, got Jason here? Now will be the opportune time to type it in there or turn your mic on. Um, I do have a question for you. Yes, Richard. When, uh, at what point did you finally decide that running 100 miles in, in a single trip would be a good idea um the, literally the moment i knew it existed to be honest yeah i didn't i actually heard about them on a podcast and i said why not and i i i've tried to put that in my mind a couple times and why not uh because generally it, what's the worst thing that happens i i stop and i try again right and it, it's becomes a point where I, i've learned to enjoy running and i've learned to do things and do I want to run every day? No. Do I want to get up early and run every day? No. But I know that it's a time where I can get my mind back and get my thoughts back and I can start my day clear and now it's just become a part of my life. So doing these long runs test me because it, it shows me that every time I think I can't uh, because of X, well, I can, but I just have to really keep moving. And when I did get to certain miles and they and they got tough i just said okay can i run 200 more steps i would just get 200 more steps and i would just say 
can I run to the bridge? And when I get to the bridge, I say, okay, can I just run to the tree? Because what I found on these long races is that if I said, okay, let's go run a hundred miles. Well, it sounds daunting, right? It sounds just unachievable. And just to, to think that I'm going to run for 20 hours straight, it, it just, your mind cannot capture that. But if I just say, let me just run one mile a hundred times. And each time I'll get to the, the mile and I'll just reassess it. And you start thinking of that, like anything you're doing in your business, in, in real estate, in your relationships, it, it's another way that you can put in perspective that all you have to be doing is achieving that 1% each day, 1% better. And you look back after a year, that 1% compounding, and you're light years from where you were. But everybody thinks that if I'm on day one and by day 365, I have to be light years ahead. And that's why the goal becomes so far, so far from where you are because you're thinking about just the, the ultimate pinnacle without really looking at, okay, what's that first step that I need to take? All right, on one mile at a time. Yes, sir. Hey guys, again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our show. And if you love what you see, and I know you do, please rate, review, and subscribe. It would mean so much to us. Yeah, it absolutely means the world to us. Helps us get out to a wider audience. Really just capture more people that we can help you with this show. Again, if you're getting value, check us out. Thank you again. So grateful to you. I have a question. Richard. Yeah, Richard. Yes. Hi, how are you? Uh, Jason, you, you mentioned something about starting your day right. Um, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Sure. So, you know, and, and not every day is perfect, right? I got three young kids. One just turned six, one's turning four tomorrow, one's turning two. So sometimes they wake up at 4 a.m., right? Um, I find that I get up, try my, my time that I usually average get up is 4.45 a.m. And I'll get up. First thing I do is drink two glasses of water and I'll get a coffee. Uh, I'll do five to 10 minutes of meditation. Uh, I'll do two minutes of breathing exercises, five minutes of visualization. And generally I'll either play a brain game on my phone or I'll read five pages, depending if it's, I'm trying to keep it dark and then I'll go run. And I generally, my, my easy thing is six miles, get up to six miles in the morning and back. And so I'm back 6.45 in the morning and the kids might be up, might be getting up and I'll get back and spend time with the kids. Keely will go out and, and take her time and we both can have our moment because when you, you, we have these families we love, but when we're all getting up and it's everybody's moving in this chaos, well, that carries on into our day, right? Because we can't go on with a clear thought of what we have to do. And having that focus to say, okay, I'm here, I'm ready for my day. And now what do I need to do to tackle my day? And you can set out three goals and maybe five things that are on your list. And that's usually something where you can create wins, where most times we have a to-do list that's 700 things long, right? That's not a to-do list. It's, it's, a, it's basically a death wish, right? Because you never get through them. But if you can say, today I just need to win on these eight things because these are things that not only will push me forward, but will push my day forward and push my life forward. Everything else can be 
yeah, ancillary, right? If it gets done, great, but it's not going to carry me forward. Um, it's basically the, the Warren Buffett 525 principle where Warren Buffett says, write down the 25 most important things that you want to get accomplished this year, then um, put them in order and circle the top five. And after you circle the top five most important things that you need to do this year, take the other 20, hide them and push them as far away from you as possible and do not even look at them until you touch and tackle those top five. And if you can treat your day like that, where it, you, you know that, you know, life's kind of like a smorgasbord, but there's a million things for you to, to potentially do, but there's no way we can do all of them. So trying it is an aimless approach at just really keeping you at bay, where if you can target on these few things, have your mindset and then target on these few things, you're going to get a lot further along than if you're trying to tackle a million things at once. Yeah, thank you. Very sound advice. Right there. Um, we'll also saw another hand somewhere. No. Yeah, Dave. Hey, um, Jason, are you kind of a follower of uh, David Goggins? Oh, I love David Goggins. He's fun. Yeah, he does. He does a lot of fun stuff. Now, he's. I, I would I would hope not many people have to endure the life he's had to endure, but he's a definite transformation of what what difficulties one can face and how they can choose to turn their, their life around by making sound decisions. And it's not easy, right? You know, so he, he had moments where he turned himself around and then gained the weight back, went through, you know, horrific childhood, you know, faced a lot of stuff through the military, but he's chosen the path he's on because he knows he can, right? Um, he doesn't, he doesn't, um, what would be the word? He doesn't care what other people think, people think. And lots of our decisions get set on what other people may think of us, right? And the, the honest truth is people are too busy thinking about what they need to do to worry about you. And when we do that, it's one of those things where we can really hone in on what is important to us when we stop worrying about what matters to other people. Right? We stop showing up trying to be who we're not, and we get back to being who we want to be. Thank you. So Jerome says over here in the comments, um, he doesn't want to turn Hey, Jerome. Comment. Yeah. <laughs> um, one Again, one person at a time, right? So we, we, we did it through a couple ways. Um, so we built a list. Honestly, through doing newsletters, through having opt-ins, through uh, having um, things they could give away, you can go over to your Rusi Holdings and you can get um, you know five steps on building uh, your your multifamily empire. You can um, learn about passive investing, so you can opt in there. People will opt in from uh, wanting to invest with us. Uh, so it's grown through a number of different aspects. We have had built our social media platform, so there's been opt-ins there. It's creating a an action step, right? So giving people an action step where you can give them value. And with value, they may trade a you that to, to get that value in email, and it builds, right? It, it builds and it, and it constantly snowballs. The more and more you do it, so the list builds and builds and builds and builds. Yeah, go Dan ahead. has a follow-up question. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, hey Jason, thanks for taking the time to, to speak with us tonight. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Um, the question to Jerome's uh, question here is a follow-up. 
you mentioned you have 10,000 people on the list and then you mentioned just now that uh, you provide some some guides and some information. How do you monetize that list and how do you monetize, you know, the, the, the content that you're putting out to to the people on that list? Well, you, have you ever read um, Jab, Jab, Right Hook with uh, Gary Vee, right? Or um, there's also, you know, Tim Ferriss's, it's like a 99% rule, right? You just give out everything for free. And everybody, right. there, there's a 50, 40, 10 principle, right? So, so you assume that because it's this scarcity nature that if we give everybody what we know, that it's going to hurt us, right? But ultimately, what happens here is that if I told you everything I know, the, the, the real truth is 50% of people will not do a thing with it. 40% of people will not be able to do it as well as me, and 10% will be able to do it better than me. So on that front, when that, that 10% does it better than me, they will pull me along to the next step. So it's constantly a win. So when you're looking to monetize your content, we have to go back to what's your goal with monetizing your content, right? So if it's a quick buck, it's probably not gonna have sustainability to it because you haven't provided that value in the front side. So people will give you, um, to really pay you for, for what you have to offer, right? So you have to say, you know, am I selling something just to make this quick buck that might be a one-off or am I building a brand or building a legacy or building a platform, right? And what is the message that I'm carrying forth and what is it, right? Because you could be someone that could, you know, help them scale and grow their Instagram or you could be someone that um, potentially can help them with a course in real estate to help them get to that next level. But you have to build um, the currency, right? The intellectual currency by providing great data, great feedback, great information, you know? So like, if you look at Yona, um, I don't think Yona's monetized, but, but Yona gives a ton of value within his content, right? He, he, not only is he talking, but he also provides a lot of relationships, a lot of connections. You know, many of you on this call probably have been um, connected through Yona because he's connected you through somebody else, right? So doing that drive, it creates this part, this camaraderie. So it gives you that authority, right? That brand platform. So when you do put something out finally, right? It's the jab, 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 give, give, give. Well, when you do that right hook and it comes across, well, you've now provided so much value. So they're going to listen to the offering you have. Okay. And so I guess a follow up to that. If, if, if on that note, if I'm giving out value, 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 relationship, 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 and really my monetization and my, my sale, so to speak, is the relationship and then deal making that comes about you know, through that. Would you say then that you never really need to have your sales pitch because ultimately you're just getting that 10% that's connecting to you and then you know doing better things together? So I, I closed a deal yesterday and a deal uh, tomorrow, right? My value to that goal was not me pitching myself to those people, but them knowing my strengths and what I've done on my other properties and the turnaround and what I offer because of the, of the value I've given. I was asked to be a part of those deals because they knew I could bring value. So now I've monetized by being part of this deal because I could bring that value. So really knowing what your strengths and what your core message is so you can help people along so they know it's like me talking back about what I do in apartment buildings, right? I'm very specific in my nature. Well, I give the value, but then when I'm specific in my nature, people can help me, right? They can lead me too. You know, when we're coaching people in, in, in multifamily, it's because people know that we, we have a consistent product and we've, we're, we've carried the message through ourselves. So what we're doing is not us guessing at a routine. It's, it's, it's the steps that we've done. So that part about giving, yes, and creating value and knowing the team member, 
when you make those connections, right, you're building that relationship. So if you've ever read the book, The Go-Giver, right? And the Go-Giver is a magnificent book. And, and it's, and there's actually, I think this, uh, the follow-up, the sales part, where you're never really selling, right? You're giving. And that message of giving brings it all back to you. But you have to be open to receiving in the back end. So you can give so much, but in the same front, if you're giving, giving, giving with the expectation that something has to come back, you're missing that part. The message is give away, give away, give away. And what you want, what your desires will come because you're putting that good energy out to nature. Sounds raw and it's hard to hard to mentally encompass it, but it is everything, right? When you create that chain, well, that chain becomes full cycle when everything comes back to you. And then uh, Jerome, you said, uh, longest part of your morning run, you run in silence. Uh, a mix, um, probably 7% podcast, 25% uh, silence, and maybe, I don't know, less than 5% music once in a while. Um, for that, I, I, uh, I do, I, I, I try and, depending on the, uh, at nighttime, I'll, I'll try not to run too much with, with stuff on because I, uh, I almost ran the deer the other night. So I just try to try to pay attention where I'm going. So. Awesome. What podcast uh, can't I get enough of? Um, it depends how far I'm running. I think one of the most... Um, if you're running and you and you and like you're running a, for a couple hours, having a having to change the podcast, also I'll look for some long form podcasts. Um, I actually like um, Robin Hood snacks in the morning. Um, I, I'll actually jump on to uh, um, Brian Buffini's podcast every once in a while. Um, Lewis House, James Altucher, um, and Joe Rogan. If I'm looking for long form, so a good a good mix in there. Um, and then um, Hope Through History is pretty interesting. And um, one more history podcast, which are, are pretty um, pretty interesting to listen to because you can you can see how history comes and history goes, but it constantly repeats itself in different ways throughout throughout the world. And it's it's weird how even as technology grows, history constantly repeats itself, and we don't <laughs> we don't we we never we never learn enough to to let it go by we constantly have to learn that each century each generation learns the same lesson over and over in its own way jocko has a cool out wave meditation over 50 minutes nice all right i'll take check that out anyone has any other questions appreciate it i think everyone has gotten a lot from this speaking on behalf of everyone <laughs> but for myself for sure so thank you so much Jason for taking the time uh Caroline has a question your wife on board with the journey did you have some convincing to get her on board with your journey so I would I would say that it's the my wife and I found each other at it we knew each other in 2003 and we didn't get together for almost another 10 years after that right so we knew ourselves in a work environment first that's how we met and then so happened we both moved to different places moved back and so we people always ask how do you work together well we we came in a relationship through working so that's been the part that we've always known best um, the journey of where we are, we, we've both grown together in this point. We've both been support and drivers for each other. And where I, I get a question, which she does too, about 
um, working with your partner and the important question that typically doesn't get asked enough is that you assume that what you're doing, right? So I'm going to buy real estate because I'm going to create legacy and wealth and all this stuff. And it's, yeah, because I'm going to do this. It's going to be amazing. But you forget to ask your partner if that's what they want to and check in with them to understand, okay, well, does that mean you're going to, you know, you have two young kids, but now you're working 23 hours a day and you're missing the, the early years in your life and you're disconnected from your partner. So checking in to make sure that each of you are understanding and making sure that your goals are aligned because if your goals as a couple are not aligned, well, then you have to get back to figuring out where that is because you're both pulling in both ways. So yes, um, we both have been on this journey and she's been a rock for me, you know, at, at times when I need that too. She's actually, as I could say, I don't look into a lot of my races. You know, she she and the three kids were actually the crew on my first 100 mile. And she slept in the car while the kids were sleeping, you know, as I'm running through the night. So she has been there and, and been my backbone on things. And that, that's what it takes in a relationship to understand that, you know, things are, it's, it's hills and valleys, right? And as the more you can prepare, um, hopefully you have, you know, less valleys and, and, you know, and more hills that roll with that. But as you learn, as you grow together, it's constantly a check, having the check-ins and asking the questions and making sure your goals align. And that's where you can really make sure you're both on board in the same direction. How long does it take uh, to run a hundred miles? Um, the, the, there's a, usually a 30 mile cutoff or a 24 mile cutoff, depending on the race. Um, I try and do them. My goal is always 21 hours. If uh, you get like a, I guess it's called a belt buckle. Um, the, the first hundred mile race um, was Western States. And there was a guy who they used to do them on horses and the guy's horse went lame. So he said, well, well, I'm not giving up. So he ended up running the whole 100 miles and he did it under 24, um, 24 hours. And so throughout that 24 hours, at the end, you get a belt buckle award. So that's been the carry through on a lot of these races now. If you do the race under the designated cutoff time of 24 hours, you'll get a belt buckle. What's the, what's the fastest anybody's done it? Do you know? Uh, the, the guy, there's a, there's a, a guy who just broke the world... Uh, rolled record and what was it he did a six minute mile which was ridiculous it was like six point like six and a half minute mile and for a hundred miles right so you know it, yeah about a little under 11 hours and he he did it on a, it was an indoor track um but there's been like some like you know 11s and 12s but he was the record six and a half half minute miles which is pretty pretty ridiculous right but that just goes to show you, you know, he had it like that guy ran the two hour marathon, you know, that's a long under two hour marathon. So it's, uh, it, it will keep happening because people will get it. It's the guy who ran the, um, four minute mile and never been done before. And then that next year, like eight people did it because yep. mentally everybody understood that it could be accomplished. And so everybody had the permission to go out and do it themselves. All right. Born awesome. to run or ready to run and why? Am I born to run or, or ready to run or no, the born to run? The no, no, the, you've seen the books. Kelly Starrett has the, the book uh, Ready to Run. And then there's the, the ultra marathon book uh, called uh, Born to born Run. To so run. I'm asking which one, which one? Uh, I run? haven't read the first one, but I've read the, I've read the second. Oh. So yeah, I'll have to read the first one. So yeah, but I've read the, I've read like the, uh, the second one right there.
Yeah. Would yeah. you mind sharing a couple of your your other goals, Jason? This for this next twelve months seems like you always pick in the top five. Or um, is there anything so you really this year? Um, our goal is to get up a uh, hundred million in assets under management. Um, so that's a goal that we're pushing forth. Then um, we're actually moving the family. Um, so that's another goal, right? We we want to get. Um, more more grass to be honest so and we also want to change the narrative um, lastly we have a book that we're launching and uh, we want it to be a best-selling book so those are three goals that we're going after all, all on their common link right there um, the book will be a driver it will help us get more brand recognition which will help us um, build our database which will hopefully help us as we can help more investors uh, buy great really um, cash flowing and tax advantage properties and really just changing the narrative by moving um it's going to give us a new perspective and give the kids a new perspective uh poe's never lived um we've been in the same area about seven years and i think that's the longest she's ever been one place um which is, is she's enjoyed but now it's it's time to show the kids a little bit more and then uh, uh david how do you push through when you don't feel like running um there there's no easy answer you just do if if and you take out the all the reasons you 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 can't do it and if that means you have to sleep in your clothes the night before so you feel silly if you don't run or you have to have your shoes right when you get out of bed um it, or the first thing you do is just walk outside you, you have to just put yourself in a, in a place and that's like a lot of things where there's no there's no there's no not right so so it's it's taking out the the maybe or the but from the equation it's just getting and doing right and so lots of these mornings where where the there's um what, what's the lady uh the five four three two one principle you realize when you do that you can take your mind back and just and just take that next step well that's a lot with what we want to do in our goals is that we we stop ourselves like we don't want to work out, but the second we get going, the second we get moving, we're fine doing it. It's just that first initial push, that first initial thing that you need to do to get moving. And once you do that, you're on path, you're on track, and you just keep going. But what happens is that 98% of people, 99% of people get stuck at that point where they just don't start. Well, any activity is Mel Robbins. Thank you. Thank you, Jerome, um, is better than no activity. Right. And if you just get moving, right, get going out of the gate that by the time that, that you look back where you were thinking about not doing it, well, you're already halfway done. And then when you're halfway done, well, I'm already halfway done and you get to it. You always feel better in the back. Typically it's, it may sound grueling or may not feel good while you're doing it, but the result always is better after after. Awesome advice. <laughs> that's, I mean, that doesn't just apply to, to exercising, but that's uh, so many things, but for sure for exercise, that's, yeah, that's huge. Ah, awesome. Well, if there are no other questions, I think we'll, we'll break out into the, uh, in the breakout rooms over here, do a little networking. Uh, appreciate you. Everyone's welcome to stay, welcome to go. It's up to you, anyone who's on the, the live check the link there to jump into the zoom and um yeah just appreciate you jason was, uh, thank you it's always always great to see you to speak with you and to hear you thank you join us for your second cup of coffee every monday through friday at noon 
live every day, bringing us our best content we've done so far. Super excited, super engaging, bunch of great guests. We're here to answer your questions and we so appreciate you listening. Make sure to check us out. Can't wait to see you.